Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. If you own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you, you don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees, or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else. And the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. Elon Musk says this is all to help people because he is just a free speech philosophically clear, open-minded helper. That's Ari Melber of MSNBC. What the hell does he think we think Twitter's been doing all this time? Is this some kind of new thought to the MSNBC host? Never before did he think that Twitter could turn some people up and turn other people down. Allow more reach for some groups, stifle reach for others. Is this a brand new philosophy for some of the people on the political left who has who have finally figured out that social media is not a neutral arbiter, nor do they engage in anything remotely related to the idea of moderation, of content moderation, of neutrality. The freak out over Elon Musk purchases, Elon Musk's purchase, sorry, of Twitter for $46 billion, the apoplectic nature, the hashtag goodbye Twitter because people are going to leave Twitter because they won't be around that, that Elon Musk. You know, he's just going to make it capitalist. He's going to make money off of this. What the hell do you think Twitter was trying to do for years? More ignorance has been exposed through this purchase. More proof of the desire to control your speech has been shown through this purchase. These aren't good people. These aren't decent people. They're freaking terrible. And they're proud of it. Unbelievably proud of it. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What is going on? 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. If you are one of the people who is uh, leaving, if you're going to be leaving Twitter, I'd lo- I'd love to hear from you. I'd just like to be able to say goodbye. I would like. To, I will admit, yesterday I did more on Twitter than I've done in a long, 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 long time. And I was I was on Twitter, basically saying bye to everybody who said they were leaving. I'm leaving Twitter. I'm not going to be here with, with Elon Musk in charge. Bye. Twitter's just going to be a racist cesspool. Bye. That's the best one. It's now all of a sudden, it's going to be about racism. Don't believe me? Sonny Hostin from The View. And in fact, on Twitter, it is predominantly straight white men. So when Elon Musk says, wow, this is about free speech, it seems to me that it's about free speech of straight white men. And so let them have it. Let them just go at it. I enjoy the block button on Twitter. Um, I think it has a real outsized influence in, in, in our world because politicians and celebrities are on it. What a bigot. 
And t- uh, someone tell Sonny Hostin over there at The View to learn to code. Such outrageous bigotry. She has no proof of this. She has no understanding of this. What is her argument? Well, Elon Musk and I was in charge, and so I have to scream racism because that's how I keep my street cred. This is the kind of messaging that's been going on. It's the only reason I share it. Sonny Hostin is a fool. Sonny Hostin is ignorant, and it's purposeful. Screaming that Elon Musk is a racist? We've heard this before, and we think you're a dope. Anybody who comes on the scene, anybody who does something you don't like, oh, they're racist. Oh, they're sexist. They're the, just shut it. America has voted, Sonny Hostin, and we think you're garbage. Because you won't have an honest conversation. You don't know what's going to happen. That's the story. Elon Musk buying Twitter? Great. How does my life change at all? And the answer is it doesn't. I still do less and less on the social media platform every day because I know that the social media platform is going to destroy me one day. I'm going to tweet the wrong thing, or I'm going to tweet the wrong word, I'm going to misspell something, just like I'm going to say the wrong word or mispronounce the wrong word on radio, and that's going to be the end of my career. That's how it's going to go down. That has not changed. Twitter being a cesspool for second-rate minds to push radical bigotry, but that's enough about Nicole Hannah-Jones. Oh, yeah, oh, see, see, that's a, that's a line that'll get you in trouble. Put that on the Twitter box. Woo! Explosions. Oh, landmines everywhere. When in doubt, scream racism. That's what Sonny Hostin did. And that's, a, you, you'd fit great on Twitter, Sonny, because that's what people do. They can't engage. They don't, aren't interested in facts. Just scream racist. Just scream bigot. But even better than Sonny Hostin was the insanity of Brian Stelter. I'm telling you right now, uh, guys, you've known me a long time. I don't lie. If you're driving hands on 10 and 2, if you are drinking something, stop. Stop. Unless you just want to spit it out all over the dashboard or, or the person in front of you, wherever you are. All right? Is that is that fair, ample warning? Here we go. This was Brian Stelter yesterday. He wants even his fiercest critics to be in the debate and be on Twitter and to be, a, be, be heard. Um, now, what that means for Donald Trump and for other politicians who get booted off this. Ah, shoot. Oh, hold on a second. Here, let me, let me, let me get it. M- much, uh, much better. Hold on, wait. Where'd it go? Where? Oh, here it is. Here it is. Sorry. Here it is. If you... Uh, if you get invited to something where there are no rules, where there is total freedom for everybody, do you actually want to go to that party? Or are you going to decide to stay home? What the hell is he talking about? This is Brian Stelter of CNN letting you know that Twitter, where everybody is allowed to speak, is a problem. Only with content moderation. Only with Brian Stelter saying what is and isn't acceptable to say, is it good? This was Brian Stelter this morning. 
he's all about freedom of speech. The question is, how do you balance that with regulating hate speech and misinformation? And I think he's about to experience an extraordinary education in the complexities of that very topic. Uh, Elon Musk has pursued this. Um, people thought maybe he's just buying it as a plaything, didn't know how serious he was. Now he's obviously very serious. He's committed his capital to it. He wants to build this business. But I don't think he has, based on his public statements, it's clear he has a very little understanding of the complexities that go into content moderation and, and hate speech policies and the like. So he's about to learn how it works, and it might be a whole lot more complicated than he realizes. First things first, there's no such thing as hate speech. Fight me, bro. I'm up for this fight. I want this fight. There's no such thing as hate speech. There might be speech that you hate, things that you find disgusting, but there is no such thing as hate speech. It doesn't exist. It's not real. But listen to Brian Stelter talk about the importance of moderation. He wants to decide for you what it is that you say and that you do on social media. He, he is desperate to tell you what is and isn't acceptable. And somehow, he is such an elitist snob that he has made the declaration that he is smarter than Elon Musk. Oh, Elon Musk doesn't understand um, free speech moderation. <laughs> hold on, hold on, that, that simpleton. That SpaceX Starlink Tesla simpleton. Brian Stelter. If Brian Stelter was your waiter, you would make him write down the order because there's no way he would remember it walking back to the kitchen. Yet somehow, Stelter... He's got it in his head that Elon Musk won't be able to figure the thing out. He named his kid a freaking hieroglyph. I think he's the symbol for pi. I don't even know what's going on there. My money's on Elon Musk. But I don't believe that Elon Musk is a savior because I haven't seen what it is he's going to do. Part of the problem of the political right and it has been the problem for as long as I have been cogent of being a member of the political right. They find somebody who says one thing that they like and they elevate that person to a level of godlike rock star status and eventually guaranteed that person disappoints. It is, it is a constant Lucy and the football, man. Somebody says one thing and you're like, oh, look, there's a 16-year-old conservative kid. Put him in there at CPAC. Put him on a stage. And then three years later, they're David Hogg, for the love of God. Not, not literally in this case, but you know my, what I mean. You can't just decide to create celebrity. People build. They show you. So let Elon Musk build. That does not to say that I don't like the fight. Man, I freaking love the fight. I love it when he snaps back at people like Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren, by the way, you want to talk about somebody who is as ridiculous as the day is long. This was Stu Varney talking about Elizabeth Warren. Uh, he was on uh, Fox and Friends this morning. 
make it profitable, make it dynamic, make it go places, and at the same time, restore free speech. When Senator Elizabeth Warren tweets out that this is a danger to democracy, you know Musk is doing something right. Absolutely. It's not a danger to democracy, it's the possibility of restoring equality in political presentation right before the elections. Why would she even claim that it's a danger to democracy? When that's so obviously not true. A private citizen purchased a company with money they made lawfully. What's the danger? Was it a danger when Jeff Bezos bought the Washington Post? By the way, Bezos is now making the suggestion that Elon Musk is uh, uh, creating a situation where China has more sway over what it is we hear because Elon Musk does things in China. Yes, I think that's a real problem. If you have a Tesla showroom in Xinjiang where they take Uyghur Muslims and put them in labor camps, I have a real issue with that. If you're utilizing China for this, that, and the other for your, for your batteries, I have a real issue with that too. Jeff Bezos, what happens when I want to sell a t-shirt that says, I love Taiwan on Amazon in China? Do you think I can sell that t-shirt? you think it's going to make its way uh, to, to consumers? How many pits of information or, 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 or businesses does Jeff Bezos work with in China while he owns the Washington Post? Was the Washington Post quite possibly a little lenient on China for uh, developing or allowing the, the development of COVID, whether lab-based or just lab-leaked? I think it was lab-leak more than anything. I don't actually believe that it was some kind of purposeful release. I've never believed that. A lab leak? Absolutely. They're communists. They're, they're freaking inept. Jeff Bezos is now going to throw on here? Stop it. None of these people know. None of the people on the political right know. None of the people on the political left know. So why don't we do this? Breathe. Pour ourselves a drink. And let's see what happens. Am I overall happy that Musk has bought Twitter? Yes, I am. Do I find it freaky that people like Jack Dorsey are totally down with this? Yes, I do. But let's see what comes of it. And let's recognize the radical people who don't believe in free speech, who don't believe that, that Musk should be even given a t an opportunity to see what he does with it. Just label it racist and move on. These low-minded, low-rent people like Sonny Hostin on The View. Let's see. Don't put the man on a pedestal. Let's see where the man places himself. I only wish the best for, for Twitter because it'd be good to have more open conversation. I still like competition. I'm Tony Katz. So I did not know that there was a real conversation about wanting James Gunn, the director of the Guardian of the Galaxy films, to replace Chris Pratt. 
I knew that there was a conversation about James Gunn not coming back. And he is coming back because the cast said we want him. But I didn't know there was a real issue with his uh, Christianity. I didn't... It, people have a real issue with this? It's it's a few rabble rousers on Twitter. All right. That, so it, it, it always is. It's always the few, few rabble rousers on, on, on Twitter. So what Gunn has said, you know, is for what? Because of your made-up, utterly false beliefs about him for something that someone else told you about him that's not true? And he continued with, Chris Pratt would never be replaced as Star-Lord, but if he ever was... We would all be going with him. These people, angry and vicious and terrible. In 2019, Ellen Page, who is now Elliot Page, accused Pratt of attending a, a Christian church that was anti-LGBT. Um, so everyone has to do everything you agree with. And has to attend all the places you find acceptable. Otherwise, they have to be fired. Did he ever say, don't work with Elliot or Ellen Page? Did he ever do anything to you in your life? You just had to make yourself a busybody Karen scold and go after the dude? Stop thinking you're so important. You're not. Go live your life. Just keep us us out of it. Keep us out of it. And the news is breaking right now. I'll have more on this. I saw this, and I needed the confirmation. Vice President Kamala Harris has COVID. She has tested positive for COVID at this moment, not exhibiting any symptoms. Now, it's going to take a little bit of time to get the stories out, to figure this out. Uh, I want to share with you a conversation uh, regarding the insanity the break, the the freak out over Elon Musk buying uh, uh, Twitter. Uh, Liz Wolf of Reason dot com uh, joins us in a little bit. But this is the breaking news of Vice President Kamala Harris testing positive for COVID at the moment, not exhibiting any symptoms at all. That's the first of the reporting. Actually, for me, it's the third of the reporting. We will have more on this. Just in case there's something that changes within the White House strategy over the next few days because of it. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. Kamala Harris testing positive for COVID 19 and one of the more ridiculous articles. I may have ever read in my life from Yahoo News, Dylan Stableford, who are you kidding? First, Kamala Harris and got announced, tested positive for COVID-19, utilizing rapid PCR tests, according to Kristen, Alice, Kristen Allen, her press secretary. She ex- has exhibited no symptoms, will isolate and continue to work from the vice president's residence. Well, first things first. I don't want the vice president having COVID, and I wish her well. I don't like her politics. I don't like her attitude. I don't like her. I don't wish her COVID. I don't wish that on anybody. That's insane. What I will not accept is the following part of the statement. 
She has not been in close contact to the president or first lady due to their respective recent travel schedules. She will follow CDC guidelines and the advice of her physicians. The vice president will return to the White House when she tests negative. I'm not buying into the idea that they haven't been close contacts. What kind of craziness am I supposed to believe this with? I've seen them together on a million occasions. And recently on a million occasions. Wasn't it just a week ago, week and a half ago, they were celebrating Katanji Brown-Jackson? You mean they weren't together for the last hour and a half and therefore there were no close contacts? Stop it. Oh, it drives me nuts. But there is a story in here, and you know you know exactly what I'm going to say, but I have to say it. You know what I'm going to say. This is not an I told you so. This is a reminder that Kamala Harris was vaccinated. Kamala Harris, we believe, was boosted twice. And Kamala, Mar- Kamala Harris, as, la- as recently as this past week, was wearing masks. The vaccine does not stop you from getting COVID. It never had. It would have never stopped you from getting COVID. The vaccine doesn't work on Omicron or any of these variants because it wasn't built for Omicron or any of these variants. It wasn't built for Omicron. Anybody who says get vaccinated and that's what's going to protect you from the vaccine is not being honest when we talk about variants. And so we're clear, masks don't work. We know this for fact. We've been over this again and again. The mask theater is exactly that. I'm not telling you that a mask won't stop something. I'm not saying that a mask won't won't lower your chances of getting the flu or maybe even spreading the flu. COVID? Nope. But if you have COVID and you want to wear a mask, go right ahead. Can't stop you. Feel free. Knock yourself out. You have anything and you want to wear a mask. You have nothing and you want to wear a mask. You live your life. But stop trying to make people pretend. Because this woman, the vice president of the United States, did everything the CDC told her to do and got COVID. She lives in an absolute bubble. And she got COVID. So stop it. Stop telling us that all these things have to happen, that you'll die without it. Not true. Now, does COVID reduce symptoms if you're symptomatic? Yes. But according to the story, she is asymptomatic. If she hadn't been taking the tests, how would she know? This if, 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 if there isn't anything else that's going to explain to you that these variants are different than COVID. By the way, Ron Wyden of Oregon, Chris Murphy of Connecticut, both announced positive tests. They also did that today. And Speaker Pelosi, Senator Susan Collins, the Commerce Secretary, the Attorney General, the Mayor of D.C. all tested positive earlier this month. So there's something going on in D.C.? You don't have to wear a mask. You can get vaccinated if you choose. I'm so glad we could put it all to rest. I wish uh, the vice president nothing but the best. I wish her politics were better. This is Tony Katz today.